0: Hi, I'm Rosh.
1: Hi, I'm Mike.
0: And this is Haunted as Fuck. So, today we are going to discuss a story that was the inspiration to the movie The Exorcist. Oh, wow. So this has been deemed to be the most honest account of possession by a demon and that's why it's so profound and it has been a true inspiration to this movie.
1: Interesting, okay.
0: So our story today takes place in a beautiful neighbourhood in St Louis Missouri where there is a beautiful colonial-style house on Roanoke Drive. Also Roanoke.
1: Yeah, I like that.
0: That was once the home of a 13-year-old boy called Roland Doe. Now, this isn't his real name, and his identity has been largely kept a secret, but there are some speculative reports that believe they found out who this boy really was, but because it's all speculation, I don't really want to go into that, and it's not really relevant to the story no one of the most extraordinary horror stories turned this house into a landmark for the macabre and provided the true story for the exorcist like i mentioned before yep so we start our tale with a young boy who is grieving the loss of his aunt harriet now harriet was a spiritualist who passed her knowledge on to roland including how to use a ouija board mm-hmm. In early January 1949, shortly after Harriet's death, Roland would use a Ouija board to try and connect to his beloved aunt. He would do this by himself and anyone that knows how to use Ouija boards knows that you're not meant to do them alone because you're more susceptible to possessions when you're by yourself. Okay. So this kind of starts setting the scene here. Yeah. Shortly after trying to contact his aunt, Roland began to experience strange things. He heard scratching sounds coming from the floors and the walls of his room. Water dripped inexplicably from pipes and walls. And most troubling of all was that his mattress on his bed would suddenly move and jerk about. Now the family initially thought that this was a rat scratching and called in an exterminator that would put out the poisons but that didn't stop the noises.
1: So they thought a rat shook the bed or just kind of was I moving think it was, inside the mattress kind of I thing, think it was yeah. more
0: that they thought that the rats were in the walls and that's what was making the scratching noise and messing with the plumbing.
1: Okay, yeah, that's fair.
0: In fact, it actually continued for 10 days and then suddenly stopped to everyone apart from Roland who continued to hear it. But this time, to him, the sound sounded a bit different. Kind of like... When your shoes squeak on the floor. That's how he described it. Okay. Now this continued for a few days before his family started hearing the noises again too. But this time, it wasn't squeaks. But instead, it sounded like marching on the floors above them. Roland's mum thought it could be the spirit of Aunt Harriet and asked the spirit for a sign. The spirit responded with a sound of a knock three times on a floorboard. Roland's mother was still not convinced, so she asked the spirit for four knocks. Okay. And the spirit responded with... Four distinct knocks in return.
1: I love that. Show me a sign, you know, chair flies across the room. I don't believe it. <laughs> it's like... Show me another one.
0: Yeah,
1: I just want confirmation. <laughs>
0: So this is where shit really started getting wild. The bed in Roland's room started shaking violently and the blanket on the bed was lifted up as if it was being held up vertically. Then someone touched the blanket, it dropped back down onto the bed and the room became calm. But the sound of the scratching continued.
1: Is that now everybody hearing the scratching or is it just... um... Roland.
0: Everyone's hearing the scratching. Everyone's
1: hearing it now, okay.
0: So, uh, Roland only heard it by himself for a few days, and then yeah. after that, his family started hearing it again.
1: When they started to ask the spirit questions, yeah. et cetera. Right, gotcha.
0: So, in the kitchen, fruit would fly across the room, milk and food would be thrown across the room, and bread was flown onto the floor. In another room, a coat flew off of its hanger, and a comb was launched clear across the room. At such speed, it had blown out some candles that had been blessed by a priest, and a Bible was thrown directly at Roland's feet.
1: Um, so the cone was thrown fr- at such speed that it blew out the candles? Yeah. It's like some ninja kind of, ninja star kind of thing, isn't it? I mean, this like...
0: demon has some <laughs> some power behind his throat, oh, doesn't it? Oh,
1: clearly. He? Why would he throw a Bible at his feet? It's just like, you're going to need this, mate. <laughs> yeah.
0: Or maybe it's a fuck the Bible kind of gesture. Yeah, maybe. It's said that these strange occurrences did not only occur in the Doe household, but followed Roland to a friend's house in Maryland. Roland was said to be sat on a rocking chair when it inexplicably spun around through no control of Roland or others around him. Roland's desk at school would also move around the floor on his own accord.
1: So it's not just at home, it's...
0: It's following Roland.
1: Ah, yeah, so he is possessed, yeah, it's attached to him, not specifically any place, yeah.
0: What we're also seeing here is that it's not just Roland that's experiencing these, like coming out with these tales off of his own accord, yeah. it's other people around him yeah. are noticing this as well.
1: Yeah, so not just his family, people at school. People at well, school, yeah. his
0: friends, yeah. Teachers, like people yeah. in a different area completely to where his home is. Yeah, okay. Roland's family were pretty disturbed by all of this and sought the help of every expert that they knew. The family consulted doctors, psychiatrists, spiritualists, and the local Lutheran minister. So the family was Lutheran.
1: What is Lutheran?
0: Um, Lutheranism um, is a part of Christianity. I believe it's part of Protestantism.
1: That sounds about right.
0: But I don't know much about it. Yeah. Uh, sure. The Lutheran minister was no help. The minister actually suggested that the family seek the assistance of the Catholic diocese. So, Father E. Albert Hughes, the local Catholic priest and from the St. James Parish in Mount Rainer, was called upon. Father Hughes initially suggested blessed candles, holy water and prayers and provided all of this for the family, but it didn't help. At this point, Father Hughes hadn't met Roland himself, but had only met his mum, who he'd given these items to.
1: That's a bit useless isn't it i mean you'd at least want to see the kid uh, analyze the problem you know and then it's just like okay maybe these won't won't do the trick let me get you bigger candles you know let, let me get you like a, a better prayer
0: <laughs> i i kind of saw this as first line of support versus second line of support so first line of support is clear your cash
1: He's <laughs> talking like software support. Yeah, yeah. Clear your browser. <laughs>
0: turn your PC on and off. See if that does the trick. <laughs> if that doesn't do the trick, then I'll step in and look at it properly. Can you
1: imagine calling the priest is like, have you said Hail Mary three times? Yes. Ooh. Okay. We're dealing with something serious here. Let me get you the higher tier. I mean, you know, this he... will cost you this much. You know. Then we get to tier two. You know. That's that's. <laughs> That can get rid of anything. They <laughs> can get rid of a Satan if you needed it to.
0: That's just how I saw it. It just made sense in my head that way. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> he had just met his mum and his mum placed the bottle of holy water in his room and it flew clear across the room.
1: Mm.
0: Mrs Doe lit the candles around the room and when she did this, Roland's whole bed started to move back and forth. And from this point onwards... The scratches stopped being on the floor and started appearing on Roland himself.
1: Okay, so the opposite of what you
0: want to happen. This thing is fighting back.
1: Yeah, pissed off.
0: This went on for a few days and Roland's mother began thinking about taking Roland to St. Louis, where her family was. She didn't mention this to Roland and the next day Roland doubled over in pain and scratched into his chest was the word, Lewis. Lewis? As in, of St. Louis. Okay. His mother asked out loud, when should we leave? And the word Saturday appeared on Roland's hip.
1: Um, I want to take advice from a spirit. And why Saturday? you know it's just like i've got a lot of things on i mean actually yeah i want to know this kid till saturday and i want a break it's the weekend, you know (laughs) you can take him go on then
0: so roland and his mom went to st louis hoping things would improve and unfortunately for them they did not on march 9th 1949 The violent scratches and moving of Roland's bed were observed by several family members as well as the local priest, Father Bishop, who had arrived that day hoping that blessing the house would help alleviate the issues that the boy was facing. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Again, this only made things worse.
1: Yeah.
0: Over the next week, the scratches intensified and furniture that was heavier than Roland could manage would move across the room.
1: So you're saying... It's heavier than Roland. Is that kind of showing that it's not Roland doing this? Is Yeah, that so it's, the point? Yeah. it's heavier
0: than Roland can actually move himself.
1: Right, okay.
0: So with this, is is showing that Roland isn't making this up. Roland isn't doing this himself.
1: Yeah. Well, this is it. If you're saying it's moving by itself, then I imagine somebody is witnessing Roland on one side of the room and then something move heavy moving mm. the other side. So, yeah.
0: On March 16th, 1949... The Archbishop of Saint Louis granted an exorcism to be performed on Roland.
1: That's part of your tier three subscription, Shut up. <laughs> you know. Cost <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> you a bit extra, but we'll get the job done.
0: Father Bishop, Father Halloran, and Reverend Bowden arrived at the Doe Home on Roanoke Drive to perform the exorcism. The fathers recited the Precipio, which is the commands to the Entity telling them to leave the Child of God and leave their possessions alone.
1: Get out. Get out now.
0: (laughs) Which is when things got kicked up several more notches. The priest started seeing scratches appear all over Roland's body. His chest, his back, his face, his legs, his arms. And these were scratches so deep that some of them were actually drawing blood. All over this poor 13-year-old boy's body.
1: See, when you said he had scratches on him, I instantly assumed there was blood anyways. No, like... Oh, like, just, like, kind of...
0: Where it leaves a red mark initially. Yeah,
1: alright. So that's what they saw... Initially. Yeah, but they saw Lewis edged into his flesh, though, so I imagine that was drawing blood.
0: Nope. Still, Hmm. like, light scratches. Think about... Oh, what
1: a delicate person. Spirit. (laughs)
0: Think about like when a cat scratches you and your skin gets raised and it goes red. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like that. Okay. Um, We don't hate cats. Mike just has a reaction to them. Just thought I'd put that out there in case any cat lovers come at us for that.
1: Dogs for the win.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The most distinctive of the marks was a bunch of scratches on Roland's right leg that is said to have looked like an image of the devil himself. And the word hell was scratched into his chest.
1: This demon's using this poor boy as a canvas or a chalkboard, isn't he? Yeah,
0: like an yeah. etch sketch
1: Yeah, it's just like, when can you leave? Right on the board, all right? It's Saturday.
0: <laughs> when asked how many entities were possessing Roland, a single scratch appeared on his right leg. When asked when the demon would depart the letter X appeared on Roland. So we know that X is the Roman numeral for 10, and the priest took this to mean one of two things. Either that the demon would depart at 10pm that night, which oh. I think is very wishful thinking. That's
1: optimistic.
0: Or that the exorcism would take 10 days to work.
1: Okay. Why, why is this spirit giving people hints? You know, oh, you can do it on Saturday. Oh, you know... It, 10 you know it could be 10 o'clock it could be it'll probably take you about 10 days to get rid of me you know that's fine but it also is kind of yeah when people put x it's just like in x amount of days so i I don't know (laughs) kind of thing
0: maybe it was so the precipio that the the priests were doing they were they were given commands from god through themselves as vessels right yeah so maybe this demon was compelled to respond and to these an commands yeah. yeah and that's why the answers answers being given
1: yeah so he's like I can last about 10 days maybe 10 o'clock I don't know <laughs> keep going
0: <laughs> so marks appeared on Roland up to 25 times in the first evening every day the priest would come back to continue working on releasing the demon from Roland's body and amid these bizarre happenings Bowden and Halloran noticed a pattern in Roland's behaviour he was calm and normal during the day but at night after settling in for bed he would exhibit strange behaviour including screaming and wild outbursts another thing he would do which I found interesting but so unbelievably random Mm -hmm. is Roland would sing songs that he had never heard of before Okay. And he was said to have sung it in perfect pitch. And apparently, Roland couldn't sing for shit before this. <laughs> so that. Give this boy talent. <laughs> but that was one of the signs that the priest took as this is a possession, is that Roland now has the ability to do things that he never did before. Well, sing on tune. Someone is taking over his body.
1: All right. Does it mention what songs he was singing? Because if it was like...
0: They did. It was um, it was hymns of some sort.
1: Okay. Are these kind of like demonic hymns or are these just regular hymns?
0: I think they're regular hymns.
1: Why would a demon get him to sing regular hymns?
0: Again, we don't know the answer to this because mm. we are not said demon. But I'm guessing it's to be like, hey, Fuck you to the priests.
1: Yeah, I guess so. But that's still really strange. I will give you a singing voice, young child. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Do you know what the creepiest thing, well, what I think is the creepiest thing? Yeah. The demon used to grin and laugh during these sessions and spit on the priests.
1: Wait, they can see it
0: now? As in it's transforming Roland's face into a grin and making him laugh, oh. spitting on the priest. And his laugh was described as diabolical oh so at this point his family decided to transfer Roland to the Alexarian Brothers Hospital which is a Catholic hospital in the hopes that this would help Roland's recovery it didn't help
1: I can't imagine that it would
0: it really really didn't help Mm. Roland would enter a trance-like state and start making sounds in a guttural voice, and would claim to see a dark-hooded figure tormenting him, but then he would snap out of this trance and he would have no recollection of any of this. The priests also said that they saw objects mysteriously flying in the boy's presence, and noted that he would react violently when he saw any sacred object presented by the priests. Roland never presented any signs of violence before the exorcisms took place. Okay. So this is clearly the demon
1: so he was getting
0: fucked off massively. Yeah,
1: so you could see the holy objects in that during the day, you know, you see a priest, you're like, Oh, hi priest But then when they start the exorcism it's just like I, I really don't like this stuff, get yeah. away from me. Yeah, yeah, okay.
0: So the priest never gave up. They continued the exorcism night after night, and mm. on the evening of March 20th, the exorcism reached a new level. Mm. Now this bit, I think, was in the actual exorcist movie. A lot of this was in the actual exorcist Have seen, movie. Have seen, like,
1: spinning head throwing up on people?
0: No, so... Oh. <laughs> Roland urinated all over his bed and began shouting and cursing at the priests.
1: I mean, young boy wetting the bed and shouting at a religious figure. It's not out of the ordinary.
0: At 13, you don't still wet the bed.
1: Okay, right, at, at 13, yeah. We're not saying that, you know, if people wet the bed until they're 13, you know.
0: There is nothing wrong. There's
1: nothing wrong with
0: that. It happens.
1: Yeah, people have scary dreams. And this kid was clearly going through a lot.
0: On March 24th, Reverend Bowden held that night session in his quarters at the rectory, hoping that the fact that it was a holy night would eliminate this demon, but this was one of the worst nights that there was. The demon would taunt the priest, warning one, you will be with me in hell in 1957. The 10th night of his treatment was held again in the rectory. Tonight was different, There was no taunting or urinating, and instead, Roland thrashed in silence until he fell into a deep sleep. The next morning, Reverend Bowden sent Roland home, hoping that if none of the symptoms appeared that night, Roland would finally be in the clear. For three nights, nothing happened. Everything was fine. Roland was his normal self again.
1: After the 10 days of treatment.
0: After the 10 days of treatment. Oh, wow. On the fourth night, around 11.30pm, Roland informed his mum that he was feeling nauseous. Roland begged his family to come upstairs with him while he rested. His family obliged, and while Roland was sitting on his bed, his eyes snapped shut, and he started scraping his hands along the bed sheets like he was trying to write something. And then he spoke out loud. I will stay ten days, but will return in four days. If you stay and become a Catholic, it will stay away. You may not believe me, then Roland will suffer forever. Now, this matched the pattern of what had been going on. The demon had been around for 10 days. It took a break. It came back after four. (laughs) It took a break. (laughs) Recharged my batteries. And here it was again. So this gave Reverend Bowen clear course of action. He had to baptise Roland in a Catholic church in order for the exorcism to be successful. But the demon had other plans. On the car journey on the way to the baptism the demon seemed to take over Roland's body again and shouted in a deep, guttural voice, so you're going to baptise me and you think that you will drive me out with holy communion? Then, it's, it's almost
1: like there's two forces going through Roland, by the sounds of it. One is trying to help and the other is just...
0: Fighting th- it.
1: Fighting it. So one's giving hints, you know, oh, if you become Catholic, you know, do this, that, the other, then it'll, then it'll work, you know, it's 10 days, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, it seems like two forces. I don't know if that's just me. It just seems like there is.
0: It does seem contradictory. Yeah, exactly. So Roland then lurched forward and grabbed the steering wheel of the car, veering the car off of the road. His h- uncle pulled the handbrake managing to stop the car before it slammed into a lamppost. Nice. Roland then turned towards his mum and wrapped his hands around her neck and tried to suffocate her. Roland had such strength and force behind him that it took both his father and his uncle to pull him off his mum and held him down in the back seat of the car until he got to the church. Oh,
1: damn. Damn.
0: It said that it took four attempts to baptize Roland, and after that, Roland was supposed to take communion, which we, I think is the. Yeah,
1: it's the, yeah, four attempts to baptize him. Don't they kind of they say the words, they dunk they him try- in the water.
0: So he couldn't. He was fighting being dunked. So,
1: what <laughs> it's like? What? Never gonna get me. Never gonna get me. <laughs> yeah.
0: Just. It took all three priests and five attempts to get Roland to swallow the host. And as soon as he did, Roland became lucid and calm. Oh, good. That night, another exorcism took place, where Bowden again asked the demon what day and time it would leave Roland's body. A new Roman numeral appeared, that of the number 18. The priest thought that this meant April 18th, which was 16 days away. Boden wasn't sure that Roland could go on for that long. I mean, think about the torture that this little kid's been going through for weeks now. And add an extra two and a bit weeks on. Mm. It must be torture. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: Every night, Roland would go through the same torment where his body would be scratched so deeply that he would bleed. But in the morning, the scratches were gone as though his body was a blank canvas for the demon to draw upon that evening. The closer it got to the 18th, the stronger the demon would get. It would continue to taunt the priests and distorting Roland's body to the point where he would look like a completely different person.
1: Distorting? You mean like bending his like arm backwards and all that? Oh, it's rough.
0: Finally, on April 18th, a miracle occurred in Roland's room at the Alexerian Brothers Hospital. It was the Monday after Easter and Roland awoke with seizures. He yelled at the priest saying that Satan will always be with him. Roland's body twisted and contorted to a position where his back was so arched his shoulders almost touched the soles of his feet. The priest laid holy relics, crucifixes, medals and rosaries on the boy. At 10.45pm that evening, the attending priest called on Saint Michael to expel Satan from Roland's body. Suddenly, a new voice was heard coming from Roland. A deep, clear, and loud voice called out. Satan, Satan, I am Saint Michael, and I command you, Satan, to leave this body in the name of Dominus. Now, now. Now, now. Roland's body dropped back and began contorting again. After seven minutes, Roland came out of his trance and he weakly said, he's gone. Roland recounted how he had a vision that Saint Michael vanquished Satan on a great battlefield. William Bowden died in 1983 after serving the Catholic Church for decades. Walter Holleran lived until 2005, when he died of cancer. He was the last surviving member of the main team that performed the exorcism of Roland Doe. Following the St. Louis exorcism, the Roman Alexarian Brothers Hospital was boarded up and sealed. Ooh. The entire facility was torn down in 1978, and the house where the family lived in Maryland... Is now an empty lot after it was abandoned in the nineteen sixties. So
1: why did they border up the the hospital? Did it get out? Is it? I think it was to prevent it
0: from coming out.
1: Prevent it from coming out. Just like seal it off. Forget about it. Why not just like exercise the whole place? You know.
0: I mean, think about how long it took and how much effort it took to get it out of this one child. Imagine the whole building.
1: Yeah, but. You need the building is a hospital. It's a key a key building, yeah. yeah. Also, like he called upon Saint Michael to vanquish the demon. Yeah. Say spirit, whatever. hmm And then Saint Michael called said in the name of Demistus. Who the hell or what is Demiscus? I feel like that's a place.
0: I think dominus is another word for like the Lord God.
1: Like in Latin. Yeah. yeah. So
0: in the name of God, leave this child.
1: Okay, so they called upon St. Michael to do the job and he outsourced. I mean... I'm, d- I'm just saying, <laughs> Yeah, currently they were saying, uh, in the name of God, do this. Uh, so St. Michael was, I don't know, better at doing
0: it. He's a saint.
1: Uh, I guess so, yeah.
0: So that is the super creepy tale of the exism of Ron and Doe. Hmm,
1: it's an interesting one. But the first thing, for, at the beginning of the story, where he has the Ouija board yeah. by himself, always use the buddy system. Have about three people, so if one gets possessed, two people can overpower the other one. <laughs> always use the buddy system. So it's a shame. Like it's it's a tale of like a, a sweet boy who lost his was his grandmother. Yeah, uh, his aunt. His aunt. His beloved aunt. And he wanted to contact her, to speak to her again. And then he opened up a huge can of worms. And this poor kid, like, was tortured, scratched up and down, used as a chalkboard, basically. And then it just seemed like there was two conflicting forces. Again, like, one was trying to help. You know, it would be in 10 days, you know, if you become Catholics, then it'll go away. All this good stuff. But even when they became Catholic, so he got baptized. And even after then, it,
0: it took another 18 days, yeah,
1: and you said, yeah, and then they called upon Saint Michael that that was the miracle that you were referring to, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, so yeah, it's a rough rough childhood for that kid, yeah
0: Did,
1: I guess because his name is Roland Doe, you don't know what happened to him later on in life.
0: So there are a few no. sources that have uncovered who he is mm-hmm. um, none of this is like confirmed it's just Mm. i love the word speculation it's just pure fucking speculation yeah but in one of the tales it said that he had moved away Mm -hmm. he grew old he had a family he named his son michael to honor saint michael who saved him and that he lived happily ever after but again
1: that's like the wishful thinking yeah and that's I guess, like
0: the fairy tale ending yeah. that you hope for after this poor boy has been through all of this all of
1: that, yeah so you imagine that when he moved he moved to be right next to a church you know if i went through all that kind of that event let's say you
0: would be super religious after that yeah
1: i would be in church like every other day i would get a job somewhat
0: if related the to the
1: church yeah. yeah yeah but we don't know But we don't know, yeah. That's an interesting one.
0: Thank you for joining me today. Yeah. We're actually doing a back-to-back, so let's take a bit of a break and then we will pick up with the next episode.
1: Yeah.
0: See you guys next week.
1: Bye, guys.